Hello and welcome to Reliance's podcast. We hope that the message encourages your heart today. If you'd like to join us in person, we meet weekly on Sunday mornings at 8, 9.30, or 11 o'clock a.m. And if you want to find out more about Reliance, come check us out online. Hey, I just want to do a real quick work on our last part of the series that we've been in called In This House. Um, in this house, and we've kind of based this off of um, that this 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 First Peter two four and five that we are being built up into something. You and I are being built up into something. We're being built up into a spiritual house. Peter says, as you come to him, a living uh, stone rejected by men. He's talking about Jesus, in, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house. There's something happening with us. It's why we gather together. It's why there's no such thing as this Lone Ranger, you know, Christianity we talk about where, you know, I'm just going to do it on my own. I don't need anybody. I don't need the body of Christ. That's not true. It's not true because this is the way God created us. He created us for one another. We did some work on that. We said in this house we are family. We said last week in this house we have purpose. We talked about being the body of Christ. And today I specifically want to talk about how he says we're being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood and to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And so today I want to talk about in this house we are a thankful and grateful people. And, and Ryan said something that was really profound. He actually says, hey, before, before we move on to Christmas, because that's where we're at right now, okay, Thanksgiving's over, let's move on. Before we move on to Christmas, we first have to realize that we need to be a thankful people, amen? We can't move on until we, until we get this. And so what's happening and why this is so important is there will be a day where we literally enter God's presence in his house, whatever that looks like, the temple tabernacle in heaven, where we enter into his house, and you know what's not going to get us in there? Somebody say grumbling and complaining. You're not going to walk into God's house, open the cupboards, and be like, ah. Oh, there's nothing to eat in here. Anybody hear that in their house? While food, you know, we say it all the time, while food falls out of your cupboards, right? Like we just, we walk in and our first nature typically, in our nature, it's to walk in and complain. And so this here, we say this all the time, this is the rehearsal for what it's going to be like up there. And so if we can't learn that in his house we're grateful and thankful, we're going to struggle. We're going to struggle because we're going to go into his presence one day and there's going to be unimaginable joy, unimaginable peace, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more complaining, praise the Lord. And so he's going, let's try that now, amen? Let's put that into practice now. And so in this season, we know it's, you know, it's a season of cheer and, and gratitude and, and thankfulness. Um, and we're drawn to that, by the way. People's nature is that they're drawn to people who have got, got gratitude in their hearts. They're drawn to it. Like when somebody comes up to you and says, you look good today. Did you change something? Did you lose weight? And you go, no, I've actually gained 10 pounds. They go, well, that's fantastic, right? <laughs> like there's something about people who are grateful, who are thankful, who are just carriers of that. We're like, I want to be around those people. And I'm not talking about overtly, I'm not talking about crazy, like, everything's wonderful, right? I'm not talking, I'm just talking about people who tend to live their life in a place of thanksgiving and gratitude, even though they may be going th through things, those are, there's just something attractional about those kind of people, and yet, the opposite of that is, you know, thankful, uh, the opposite of thankfulness we know is 
that complaining, that grumbling heart, which what I find, or at least I seem to find, is that this comes the most natural to us in our world. It just comes natural to us. I, I was just talking to my kids. We were in the car, and my boys had been colliding at Thanksgiving, right? They were having, having it out. It's, it's a good Thanksgiving when that happens, right? But they were having it out, and I'm yelling, and I'm like, guys, you need to love one another. You need to practice patience. You need to just come, get over here, hug one another. So they hugged it out, right? And I was at a, the gas station, and so I get out to start pumping gas, and it's not working, and I can't get the attendant, and I'm like, this thing stinks, you know what I mean? And the Lord is showing me that even, here I am in the car telling him, be patient, let's be thankful, and I'm trying to pump gas, and it's not working. The first thing that comes out of me is what? Grumbling and complaining. Grumbling and complaining. So there's a nature inside of us where this takes root. And I believe that the Lord is constantly trying to break this off of us. Amen? And so in Psalm 95 too, just like on the other Psalms that we read, we're going to read the Psalm and say the same language. He says, let us, let us, here we are as a group, we're a family, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. So there's an entryway into his presence, and that entryway requires what we carry. I believe you could look at this as a spiritual sacrifice. Here's my thanksgiving. Yeah, but my life is a mess right now. It doesn't matter. Here's my thanksgiving. Yeah, but I'm going through chaos right now. That's not what we're talking about. Here's my thanksgiving. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? I, I love, I love uh, uh, a quote that I read. It says, it's not about is your glass half empty or half full. That's irrelevant and circumstantial. But whether are you thankful for your glass, okay? Are you just thankful for it? Thankful that you have one. And so gratitude and thanksgiving, you're going to see this throughout, that these are markers or a distinguishing mark of a believer in Christ that's filled with the Holy Spirit is that gratitude and thanksgiving are going to flow out of us. Um, for time's sake, I'm going to run into, so where, where then does, 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 uh, does this get derailed? Where does thankfulness get derailed? And there's a word called, everybody say discontent. When I'm not content, when, I'm, when I've got discontentment brewing in my heart, it tends to steal, it tends to try to take away or destroy the thankfulness in me. And so we actually, we just kind of heard from that from our brother over here in Genesis chapter 1. He created us, he said, this is, you are very good. He created us, he said, you're very good. Then you get to Genesis chapter 3. Everything that they have in, in the Garden of Eden is beautiful. They've got life, they've got sustaining water, they've got food, everything they need is there. And then you know the story, the serpent whispers in the ear and contends with them that they may not have everything. Contends with them that somehow God may be withholding. We've talked about this in here before. And so just that little bit of discontentment starts to stir in Eve of going, maybe he is withholding from me. Maybe this isn't everything that he could give to me. And so you know the story, and, and they take the fruit and they eat it, and sin enters in, and it's broken, and there's separation between God. So here's the crazy thing. That's exactly what the enemy does to you and I. We've got this radical salvation through Jesus Christ. He's redeemed us. He's restored us. I love the word. We're not damaged goods. He's done all of these amazing things in you. You've got breath in your lungs because of him, and yet just a little seed of discontentment comes and steals that away. 
Just a tiny little seed of discontentment causes us to look at other people's stuff or other things and go, I just don't think I like my stuff anymore. I got to have something more. And we look for contentment in those things. And so how do we contend against that? Well, David says, and again, Psalm 69, 30, he says, hey, when these things happen, right, here's what David says, though my enemies come against me, though my foes come against me, I will magnify the Lord with what? I'm going to make a big God look even bigger by thanking him for everything that he's done. And so our response is to simply magnify the Lord. And here's what that means. It just want, it's just that God wants you and I to praise him. God wants you and I to give thanksgiving to him. God wants you and I to find our contentment in him. Thankfulness then, if, if this is true, thankfulness becomes a spiritual barometer of our life. It becomes that spiritual barometer. If, if thankfulness isn't coming out of me, there's probably a deeper condition in me that I need to allow the Holy Spirit to have hold of. Amen? I'm going to say that again. If thankfulness is not coming out of me, but maybe grumbling and complaining, then there's probably a condition inside of my life that I need to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and do some work on. Somebody say amen. Because if our nature is Jesus, so he comes in, dwells within us, then what should be coming out of us is Jesus. And in his house, he is thankful. Amen? In his house. So we should be thankful as well. Um, there, there is a danger when we become thankless people. There is a danger. To become thankless is dangerous because it dishonors God and it actually leads us into dependence on man or on myself rather than on God. Um, because of that, when I become thankless, when I'm like, you know what, God never does anything for me. Man, everything's falling apart in my life. Everything in life is ruined. Everything is bad. All this, what begins to get planted in us, there's always going to be fruit in your life. There's good fruit and there's bad fruit. But we're always producing something. This is why he says, it says in Galatians, what we reap, uh, what we sow, we shall reap, right? If we sow to the flesh, we're going to reap destruction. If we, show, if we sow to the spirit, we're going to reap life. So we're always producing fruit. Well, when we sow out thanklessness or discontentment, or when we sow out a grumbling or complaining attitude, here's the fruit that always follows that, bitterness. Complaining always follows thanklessness and that grumbling. So that bitterness and that grumbling and that complaining follows what we've sowed when we are thankless people. And here's what happens when we begin to sow that, thanklessness then promotes pettiness and problems. We're just petty on super, you know, superficial issues and we've got problems. It can also be where we fall into depression and feelings of hopelessness because we become hyper-focused on our problems and not hyper-focused on Jesus, our solution. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? This one thing that you're going to read throughout Scripture, thankful, thankful, praise, thankful, thankful, grateful, this one thing that's all connected, he's going, this changes everything. <clears throat> and so Paul says it in Philippians 4.11, I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know it's to be in need. I know it's to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. He says, I've learned the secret of contentment. Do you remember when you were kids? Some of you are like, no, I don't. When you were kids, do you, when Atari first came out, you remember Atari, right? 
it was a single joystick. Do you remember that? Didn't have all the, you didn't have to have all the, you know, hand-eye coordination with all the buttons today, right? You just hit the button and you did the controller. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? We were content with that. We loved that. I showed a, a, an Atari joystick to my boys and they're like, what do I do with this thing? I go, you just hit the single button. They're like, that's dumb. The simplicity of that, she, see, there's something in their heart that says, no, there's got to be more. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? And, and the same thing, like, uh, we, we've talked about this when we were kids. You, you, you used to play outside, and they said, well, what did you, my, my boys would say, what did you do? I'm like, I don't know, we just played. And they're like, yeah, but what'd you play with? Uh, friends, right? Because everything's online now. You guys know what I'm talking about, Right? Like, and so we're, we're having these discussions, like, well, that's boring, right? And we're having these discussions because it's like life has come and we've lost our contentment in the simplicity of life. <clears throat> and so th- this world, this world is pulling us constantly into a place of there's got to be more. And if you don't have the more, you're discontent. And when you're discontent, of course, we're not thankful people. And there's just got to be more and more and more. And if we get to a place where we're just like, I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm bored with life. And we've said this before, but many times we say, I'm bored with God. I'm bored with God. He's just not doing it. He's not producing. He's not helping me, whatever. And we get to that place. And this is why thankfulness is so important as a radical step in our life as believers where we're constantly walking in this posture of it. Let me, let me share six, six reasons to be intentional in cultivating thankfulness or gratitude in, in your life. Um, number one, thankfulness glorifies God and helps us to see him in every situation. Um, our gratitude, our thankfulness glorifies God as we exalt him, not just with his gifts, but as the giver. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? Gratitude helps us to realize that we have come, um, that, 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 that he has come and he has gifted us with everything that we need for life and godliness, and we didn't do any of it. He gave it to us freely. And this is why Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4.15, for it is uh, all for your sake so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. And so what happens is, is the more and more in God, God has lavished his love and his gifts upon us. What it's supposed to produce in us is an increase in thankfulness in his body. And so as we become more thankful as a people of God, we glorify God more and we see him in every situation, no matter what we're going through. And so he says the last part of that, so we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light and momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond any comparison. So here's what he's going. He goes, he's blessing us. Thankfulness is supposed to rise up in us. Even though we're in a crazy situation, it's preparing our hearts for what's coming. Amen? Number two, thankfulness gets us into God's will. This is a big deal. If I asked you guys, what's one of the biggest things that you want to contend for in life? Most people would be like, man, I just want to follow after God's plan or I want to follow after God's will for my life. And so if you're a Christian and you've ever asked that question, what is God's will for my life? We often... um, we often think that it's going to be some big, you know, mystical plan. Like he's got this grand mystical plan for me or whatever. Sometimes it's just that he wants you to be simply obedient where you're at. Amen? And so 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Paul says, Give thanks in all circumstances for this is what? 
God's will for your life in Christ Jesus. What's God's will for your life? To be thankful in what? All circumstances. Isn't that profound? Does that sound like some huge mysterious plan for your life? This is it. To be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Uh, number three, uh, thankfulness brings peace. Anybody use peace in this time? Um, God tells us when we give our thanks, he gives us a supernatural peace. Philippians 4, 6, we've been in this with our men's group on Monday. Do not be anxious about anything in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God and the peace of God. Here we go. Listen. And the peace of God. I know you know this. I know you've memorized this. I know many of you have this on your walls. You've got, I'm just saying, do you believe it? And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts. Not could guard your hearts, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's amazing when we're saying, God, here's my prayers, here's my petitions. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You've got it. You're in control. I know you've got it. I trust you. You're in control. It's amazing what happens. So thankfulness brings peace. Thankfulness, number four, thankfulness brings contentment. It's said that gratitude, um, it's said that gratitude makes what we have enough. If we aren't grateful for what God has given us, giving, uh, getting more won't satisfy us either. We know that. So being thankful is the key. And so here's 1 Timothy 6, 6, and 8. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Listen, we could sit here all day long and be like, well, I'm godly. Are you content? Because he doesn't say godliness is, is, is great gain. He says godliness with what? Contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and neither can we carry anything out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with these. Number five, thankfulness deepens faith and brings us joy. Look, I don't know if you've ever kept a, a record of God's past faithfulness, but I can promise you if every day you woke up and you began to record where God was faithful, where God moved, even when you faced difficult situations in your life, you'd have a record book a mile long because you'd have to start from when you were born and conceived because that was the Lord, amen? So you would start, and all of a sudden what you see is when you've got thankfulness, it brings a faith and it brings a joy to you because now every new challenge and every new difficulty that you start to come up against, you've got a history of victory. Your history is that you've got victory. It's why you're here. It's why you're breathing. It's why you're still alive. It's why God is still moving. Doesn't mean that things haven't happened to you that were hard on you. Doesn't mean that. It just means that God's not done with you. You've got a history of victory even in the difficulty. And number six, thankfulness is a testimony. This is why we shared our testimonies with one another. We thank God openly and acknowledge what he's done for us. It's why we wanted to do that publicly today. We proclaim personally that God cares for us, personally that God sees us, personally that God knows us. Psalm 105.1, give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Now, let me, let me tell you why I think that thankfulness is so important as well. Um, Gratitude, when we are thankful and grateful for who the Lord is. I love, Mark Batterson wrote this. Gratitude is thanking God after it happens. Faith is thanking God before it happens. So there's two parts to thank 
thankfulness. There's two parts to thanksgiving to the Lord. There's the gratefulness when he's done it. You're so good, God. You're so good. Then there's the faith part before you see it. It's going, thank you, God, you're so good. Like, I know one way or another, I'm here. I really, I feel like I'm supposed to be here. You'll get me there if and when you want me there. Otherwise, I want you to know, in faith, I'm still thanking you. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? Most of the time, we're thankful for the Lord after he moves. Most of the time, we're thankful for the Lord when he does something profound. Most of the time, we're thankful for the Lord if he does what I want him to do. Can we be thankful to the Lord before he does it? Can we give him honor and glory and praise and magnify him before we see the victory on the other side? <clears throat> That's the hard part. Um, so here's what I want to do. Everybody get your piece of paper off of your chair. Um, I've got pens along the aisle. If you didn't bring a pen, you've got homework. Um, and here's what we're going to do. We're just going to close out with this. Um, I want you to take a minute. If you don't have a pen, yeah, the guy who's ever on the end aisles here, pass your pens down. And when you leave, um, don't steal my pens. Amen? I'm just, you can take them if you want. Um, leave them on the chair for the next service if you want to. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to write a thankful note to the Lord this morning. I want you to write a thankful note to the Lord. Ryan's going to put some music on back there. And I just want you to write a thankful note to the Lord. I want you to begin to just describe to the Lord how grateful you are, how thankful you are. If that means right now you're in the midst of a storm, I want you to exercise faith in the midst of the storm to say, thank you, Jesus, that you see to the other side even though I don't. If right now you're in the midst of everything is great and wonderful and amazing, I just want you to begin to rattle off all of those things. Can you guys do that? So I want you to take two minutes, three minutes, start it, because I know you won't start if I just send you home, right? Start it. I know how homework works. Start it here, and then you can finish it at home. Take one or two minutes, and I'll close out in prayer. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's word. We hope that it continues to encourage you and bless you as you go about your day-to-day. Until then, we will see you next Sunday. Have a great week.